Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. My co-host, Anna Tigray, is with me today. I want to meet that hot chick that did that voiceover. <laughs> Does she laugh like this when she feels embarrassed? She kind of did, yeah. Uh, we, uh, first of all, we got we to give props to Susie Bell. Uh, silver bullet anti-aging.com and Susie our doctor Bell. yeah and i don't know what I, I i know she's a sponsor and i know we have to give her a shout out but honestly and this is from the heart uh she was a life-changing yeah person. she's just really <laughs> changed our lives i mean you know i'm 61 and so having the energy to raise now three kids <laughs> and uh be married to a beautiful young brazilian girl and run four businesses you know it's just it, it takes a lot and you know, as we age, our testosterone levels, as men, our testosterone levels start to drop off. And when they get low, it, it inhibits so many things. You know, I think everybody, when you think of hormone replacement therapy, they think steroids and they think big muscles. Right. And most of the benefit has got nothing to do with that. It's just all of the other things that hormones affect in our bodies. You know, our ability to think clearly, our ability to be in a good mood, our ability to sleep properly. Right. You know, so many other things outside of the physical parts. Energy, yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, the cool thing about Susie is that she's very, very well versed in in the whole the whole picture, not just one number one one thing not just yeah. yeah one thing and so and so she's really made a massive difference in in my life i mean i've i've used hormone replacement clinics and and, and therapists before for a while now yeah yeah but i've never had the approach that she takes nor the success it, with it that she's you started when you were 51 i think something like yeah, that yeah you'd remember that i don't do time i always well. remember dates yes <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of it was dates, a wednesday <laughs> <laughs> i do remember yeah it was 2000 and that's a beautiful brain you have mine i can't remember from i don't know what day today is I, you know how I judge the day, how Today's, I know which day of the week it is? No. Garbage day is Tuesdays. <laughs> That's how I know. I know yesterday was garbage day, so today is Wednesday. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Good and job. That's, that's the only way, that's the only <laughs> reference point I have. Now, now so that you're we don't, just like the kids. <laughs> well, now it used to be church and garbage day, right? right. But now Sundays is a hodgepodge, so. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, trying to watch a webcast of church with uh, little kids around, you can't. Doesn't so. work very well. No. Not the same experience. <laughs> Today, I mean, we just, uh, we just had, I won't say celebrated. Yeah, we did. So. We just had our eight-year anniversary. I know. We dated for four, four. years. Yeah. I always said five, but you corrected me. Yeah. Uh, so you can ask me for any anything. And I do. Anything <laughs> to do with timelines and dates. Yeah. And don't ask me because I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> was it anything. last year or was it yesterday? You you know I'm it like wasn't cadence. last everything year. Everything before today was yesterday. Yes. And everything <laughs> was last after. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, it was eight years ago that we got married. We got married. It was a beautiful, very small ceremony. Yep. Uh, basically, uh, 
uh, Coronado Beach, Silver Strand. Mm-hmm. He stayed at, at uh, Lowe's. Was it Lowe's? Lowe's, yeah. Beautiful place. It was just a. It was just a dream day. And then afterwards, we went to Brazil to visit family, your family, and they threw us a reception. We hadn't a beautiful party. We yeah. had nothing. You know, we had we had a no beautiful idea family happen. party with a hundred people. A hundred people, yeah. yeah, which is just like a normal Sunday at your mom and dad's house, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But it was an awesome, awesome wedding. And and I look back now, and especially this week, this has been a, an especially rough week yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, in spite of COVID and everything like that, and <laughs> this week was uh, very difficult and painful. It uh, was a long time coming. Yeah, and and uh, our anniversary just happened to land smack dab in the middle of that, and we kind of didn't even acknowledge that. I think I said happy anniversary to you, and that was about it. In passing, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think you actually said happy anniversary to me. <laughs> I wasn't, I don't think I was very no, happy, and, I, and well, it had and nothing just, to do with our marriage. My feelings weren't hurt. It's just uh, given the situation, I understood. Yeah. You know, uh, we, 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 we did have four little ones in our home. We're down to three now, and uh, and so it was and extremely... And our very, very first one... Um, yeah. Quamaine, everybody knows him as Jesse because that was the nickname we gave him in the beginning because of the case, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. his name is Quamaine and he is over four years old now and he's been here since he, were, he was four, four months. months old. So I don't think we remember life before him. No. And the kids don't remember life before him. No. And it's been a long time coming. We knew that you know, his mom was ready to move back to where her family is, which is in a different state. Yeah, she she reunited with him and like that. And that, which which means she got her rights back. Yeah, she got her rights back, but he's a been, year ago he's been here. Right, right. And uh, anyway, changes in her life, and she's moving on to the next chapter now. And and of course, she's taking her son with her, and it's just been a hard, a hard. Oh, yeah. it's it's been, and I and I. It's, it was just I, I think hard. We, I, think, I think we should leave that alone. Let's move no, on. I, to, I have to say something. Oh God, this is painful. Just one more thing. <laughs> um, when you know the end is approaching, mm-hmm. it's, it's equally as hard as after he left. Mm-hmm. Like it's been now five days. And, you know, coming up to him leaving. And that's what I mean. Like our anniversary was uh, on the 8th. Mm-hmm. And everything was about building the memories before he left. So how do you se- how do you go celebrate? You know you yeah. can't. But at the same time, what we did is we we made a family day, right? We took all of our kids and we spent the day at the pool and we built memories. We had um, a friend's a friend invited us to their. They yeah, had, they, their, they were not at their home, yeah. and so they said we can invade their house while they're not there. I know, <laughs> and use the pool. I'm like, are you are you sure? And but that's like, the yes. thing, like, and, and I think that's a good segue into what we wanted to talk about today. Right? Is you know, yes, it was our anniversary. Normally, that's something we would you know dress plan up. and dress up yeah. and go out, and it'd be all about us. And yeah, what it was is it was all about us, but in a completely different way. Sure. And what it is is. These are our children. I mean, all four, uh, you know, set aside courts and legal. Right. And, you know, Kumain was our son. Right. You know, we treated him as such. And you have to do that when you're a foster parent. Right. Because if you don't treat them like they're your kids. Yeah. That's going to affect them in a very adverse way. And right. And so you have to open your heart and allow yourself 
to love these kids as if you're, they're your own. And now, will we see and, him again? And, we may or may not. You know, and, and we are all he knows as a mom and dad, right? Because you know of the situation of being here for years. And I'm I'm in touch with his mom, and you are too. And he's having a well, really really bad. Well, his week, mom but, is now legally our daughter, right? And uh, and so legally he's our grandson, but that doesn't change the fact that they're yeah. moving away to another state. Thing of it is, is that he has to. It's like ripping off a bandaid. Right. He has to have that separation. Whenever we're around, he's not going to bond the way with he her. should with her. So we have to be absent from his life while they make this transition. And right. so it's extremely painful for him. He doesn't fully get it. Like he gets it that he's not coming here, but he doesn't understand why. Right. Um, and and uh you know our girls uh they're just a puddle yeah in and out and you know we're trying to be strong for them and we take turns being puddles and <laughs> <laughs> anyway the the our anniversary was us and our kids and and i have i have zero regrets right you know we can dress up anytime we can go out to dinner anytime right we can have romantic time anytime right um I, every second that we had with our kids was just amazing. And that's what we're doing now is now, now we have to heal as a family. Somebody said, why don't you guys take a few days? And I'm like, what would that do to our girls? Why you would know, we leave To them? all three of them. No, it's not about us. Yeah. Like as soon as he went out the door. It uh, became it about. Was, yeah. And it was very unplanned. It was just a sudden organic thing. And it was like, boom, okay, well, I guess we're doing this. And yeah. And off he went, and and uh, um, which was a real blessing because it was, you know, he thought it was something else. He thought he was going to go have some fun with her and come back. But he did understand. He's finding out that he's not coming back now, and he's having a hard time with it. But but the girls had, you know, we can't prep the girls because they'll tell him, and right. and so you know we had to deal with the girls afterwards, and of course you know they're just absolutely heartbroken but so anyway anyway um i i look at this thing here and you know any stressful time in any relationship i want to talk about marriages now yeah any stress uh whether it's caused by somebody or not caused by somebody the person that you're closest to is usually the one where you vent your anger or frustrations on you know and we've even been working like because the girls are doing that right now you know they're they're fighting over petty stuff they would never fight over right. and you're Katie redirecting came crying to me because emma took her book and i'm going well first of all we we're like 10 pounds heavier than her <laughs> a year I, older i can't remember last time you cried about anybody taking if it's, anything if it's the other way around yeah yeah if anybody can you know hold yeah. her own and, and they're sort of bickering she back just and wants forth. to cry and yeah. i and i told her that yesterday i said listen honey if you feel like you want to cry you don't need a reason you can just be sad mm -hmm. you know um and so they're like it's it's hard you mm -hmm. know so i mean sometimes i find myself walking around the house not knowing what i was doing and you know that's how they are yeah and, and uh, so you, you have to be there for them and and you and i have really we're being there for them and being there for each other right. at the same time and we each deal with things in a different way which can cause a lot of friction for some people mm -hmm. it we understand each other and allow each other to deal with things the way we do and mm -hmm. uh you know i bury myself in work and yep. you know you are very into the 
moment and the emotion of that moment and stuff like that. But also at the same time, like the other day, I, I just couldn't function, couldn't function, couldn't hold it together. And you were just all sweet with the girls and just being super mom. And I'm, I'm thinking the whole time, like, how can she do that? You know, <laughs> but that's, that's how you do it. And, and, and so th that, that again, is another segue into where we're at. You know, when we got married, it was just you and I. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've been together 12 years. So for, for eight years, it was just you and I until yeah. we took Quamania. And it was you and I, and we traveled a great deal because <laughs> of work. Right. We, we were living our best life. We were, <laughs> but we, we were, we traveled all over the place. Yeah. We went to, we actually went to Europe, you yeah. know, but, but it's uh, between blessedbodywear.com, you know, your business and uh, the photography and everything I was doing and, yeah. and the contracts that I had that I was working with people, you know, we were traveling all the time. Right. You know, we kind of did what we wanted to do. You know, we were doing well financially, right. um, you know, things were really, really good. And then, uh, and then, we got, we started with the kids and that was, Quilmaine was our first permanent placement. Yeah. We had other kids in and out. Right. But then Quilmaine was our first uh, permanent placement. And uh, you were a new mom. I've done the parenting thing before, so I had an idea what it was going to be like. Yeah. And I tried to tell you, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like this, and don't be so negative, you know? It's <laughs> like, you know, you were the target mom. I'm going to go to Target and just look at cute outfits, right? Because that's all motherhood's about. And totally. And, uh, and then we dove into it and you realize what motherhood is really all about and what it is, uh, motherhood, fatherhood, parenting is lots and lots of sadness, difficulty, being stressed to the max, no sleep your whole schedule, your whole life gets turned upside down well, and you get yourself, fleeting moments. You're always second. Right. <laughs> Right. And instead of you being the number one priority for everything, you are dead last at everything. It's, yeah. it's dogs, husband, you know, business, every, everybody else gets taken care of first. And with these kids, you're just completely reactive because you're just waiting for the, you're just cleaning up messes, you know? Sure. And, and, and so what happens is that's, that's a learn, there's a learning curve there, mm -hmm. you know? And we went through <laughs> some really, really, really tough times. First couple months was very difficult. Um, it was a big adjustment for you. Uh, we were trying to run a business, a couple businesses at the time and, yeah. you know, him and, and you're thrust into this whole thing, not really knowing what motherhood was going to be about now. I mean, you got your black belt, you know? Yeah. Uh, but back then, and, and it's kind of funny cause I think back, back then and how uh, difficult it was. Right. And now you've, you know, you've been working with four and right. it's, you know, you do it with ease, you know? And, and, and that's with anything in life, but I had a friend, you know, she has one child and that is seven, I think. And she told me, she's like, I can hardly keep up with one, you know, how do you do it? And I'm like, yeah, but when I had only one, I could hardly keep up with one. And mm -hmm. then you, you adapt, you know, you stretch yourself, you better yourself, you, or you go into the closet and cry. It's like, those or are your two options. <laughs> You know, but with me, like, I remember it, when he came, it was hard, but a brand new infant baby is such a joy. Like, because they, there's no, you know, and we're dealing with kids that come with a past. And so they have behaviors and they have met, like you say, masses to clean up. But um, 
what it became very real was when the girls first first came to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I I look back and I'm like, was I insane? Because I had two one and a half year olds and then a two and a half year old and two of them extremely, you know, traumatized. And I'm like, that whole year and a half oh gosh, that was, was a blur. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, they're getting to, I mean, they are completely different kids altogether, but now it's easy because of the hard part. So if you go through the hard times and you endure, is you're gonna get to the other side where you, mm-hmm. it might be hard for somebody else look from the outside, but you're like, I can do that, you know, in my sleep mm-hmm. because <laughs> what I've been through. And I was talking to somebody, and I think, you know, if you're listening and you you you're finding yourself in a very hard place managing your kids, I think that if I were to go back to where I was, my perspective would be. Stop looking at all the things that are wrong or difficult and focus on the really small wins. Mm-hmm. And that will give you some, so much more strength, mm-hmm. you know, to move forward. If, I mean, if I were to go, of, of course, you know, if you were to go back and do high school again, you know, you right. can do so much better. Right. But that's, if I were to go back to those times, and we were watching videos of when they were little because it's good for the girls and their healing. And I was like, wow, I didn't know anything then. Mm-hmm. You know, I was completely over my head mm-hmm. and just in survival mode. And so when you're in survival mode, how do you pour into your your relationship, your marriage, your your business, you know, everything else that takes from you how do you do that? You have to come out of survival mode. How do you come out of survival mode? Well, and this is, this is a, I want to give my perspective now as a dad. Yeah. And as a, I think as a husband, mm-hmm. as a husband. And what it is, is I had this wife that was my best friend, everything I did everything with, you know, our whole day was centered around us. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you've got this child and that, takes over yeah i could burst into flames and nobody cares right as, right. as long as it's outside so you don't have to clean it and <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> and, it. and and that's kind of what it was while you're trying to get your legs underneath you right. and survive the days and uh and then what happens is you form habits then of prioritizing and time management and all those things those those mechanical things that we get through the day we form habits and when you're in survival mode you're not thinking about balance no. You're not thinking about fitness. You're not thinking about rest. You're not thinking about laughter. You're not thinking about reading a book. You're not thinking about personal growth. You're not thinking about relationships. You're not thinking about communication. You're literally surviving. You're just surviving. Yeah. And so what happens is you develop a habit, and this is what happened yeah. in our relationship, yeah. is we went from being there for each other 100% to being 100% abandoned. Right. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and both of us did. Right. And, uh, and I, I, I understood because I've been through this before and I understood. So I didn't resent the child. I didn't resent, you know, what I was angry about is I told you so. I told you it was going to be like this. You know, when I did, I was being negative, you know. And so, but my point is that was the foundation. That was the root of 
because you can't deal with that anger now. You can't deal with that frustration. No, there's not even time to talk about it. No, there isn't. And so what happens is you just sort of slowly start to build your own life. Right. You know, I had a work schedule. I still traveled, you know, stuff like that. You had to stay home and then you had blessed body wear and you had to deal with your stuff. And right. it was like, okay, can you watch him now? Okay, good. Cause I got to do this for two hours. Okay. Can you got him now? Because I'm going to do this for two hours. Right. And it became that, you know? Yeah. And for a long time, like we didn't even go to the gym. We didn't anything together, together. because, yeah. you know, he couldn't go in daycare yet or anything like that. And we didn't want him to. And so, yeah. Uh, and there were some safety concerns. That's why we gave him a nickname. So we didn't want to go out and leave him any place in public, like a gym daycare. Right. Right. Um, and so uh, the situation just was very difficult. And I want to say it was, our, that's when our relationship started to erode. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's bounce to where we are now. I won't call it eroded any longer. I'll call it evolved. And the reason was, and it was actually COVID that changed it all. Because we finally had time to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody could work. No. (laughs) Like, oh, shoot. I guess we got to wash this old laundry now. That was four years. (laughs) On pause for four years. But uh, when we were here and we had time, you know, and despite everything going on, like our business just got slaughtered and, you know, yeah. like that. But, you know, we reached, we were good for the first couple of weeks because we actually got to rest. Right. And then, and then it got to be, you know, all those wounds started coming up and it, it got very bad. Yep. You know, as it has for so many throughout this whole COVID thing. Yep. Uh, because before we could just ignore it and go on and just be happy with the little wins. But when it came down to counting on each other again. Right. And then you see your business start to evaporate, you know, and and uh, <laughs> you start worried about, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? You right. know, um, and then the differences start to pop up, the big differences. Right. And it starts as nitpicking. And then it turns into a full-blown, okay. And to our credit, how we worked through it was, first of all, God. Yeah. Okay. We turned it over to God. We prayed about it. Okay. Um, and, and what came from that was a, a very sober conversation that was non-emotional. And it was talking about how, okay, this is how I feel. And then not feeling accused by that or responsible for that, but just understanding that's how I feel. And then you did the same thing and we didn't hold anything back. There was nothing hidden. There was nothing, even if it was embarrassing to say, we said it. And what happened is for the first time in 12 years, we understood each other. Yeah. Understood our motivations and everything made sense. And that's when we said, okay, this is actually a very, very simple fix. Solvable, yeah. The number one thing was uh, finding the importance of balance. And by balance, I mean, you know, when you're married to somebody, sex is important. Uh, And not just getting laid, but the romance, the, the the whole process is important. Uh, doing nice things for each other, being thoughtful of the other person, knowing you had a bad day or your neck is sore and so I can give you a massage or something like it. Even if I'm tired, it doesn't have to be an hour-long massage. It can be 15 minutes and it makes a difference. 
um, you know, like with me, when I'm stressed out, I have a tendency to isolate. And, you know, when you recognize, you'll recognize that behavior in me before I do, and you'll come and just very nicely say, okay, why don't we go do this or something like that? Or, or can I rub your neck for you? Or, right. you know, and, and so we understand each other. We understand each other's weaknesses. Uh, we understand each other's needs. Um, like yours, yours not, you're not a great communicator. Yeah. Right. And, and I have a tendency to, when I'm stressed, I'm worse. Right. And so (laughs) we'll have a conversation, which a conversation means Terry's doing all the talking and is just sitting there not saying anything. And that's it. And God knows what the hell's going on in your head. Right. And understanding that and finding a workaround. Yeah. Part of it is you have to communicate better. Now you don't have to do what I do, but you got to do better. And what I have to do is understand your limitations and your timing for communicating, right? And as we did that, instead of going, "Ah, you're such a pain in the ass because you don't communicate, you know, and that's so frustrating. It makes me angry. You know, of course you can express that, but just instead of doing it that way, it was okay. When I communicate to you and I put my heart out there and you say nothing back, I'm left to wonder what you're thinking. And in doing that, I'm always going to think the worst things then you're going to be misunderstood and I'll start treating you in a way because of that misunderstanding and it doesn't bode well for you. When I explain it that way, you go, ah, okay, I see. Well, I get quiet because this and this. Well, and that was the thing. Um, One of our problems was that you tend to really be there for people like, you know, but I'm oblivious to what you're doing. Like maybe I'm doing something that is really bothering you but you don't tell me Mm -hmm. and you keep doing and you know and then it gets to the point that you finally tell me well when you get to that point uh, you're extremely frustrated Mm -hmm. but for me i'm hearing for the first time and so i'm going why are you talking to me this way Mm -hmm. if i had no idea that you were being bothered by that you know and so and you do it and, and one of the things, and I, I want to say in our case and not, I have three friends now going through marriage problems mm-hmm. and all of it is communication, mm-hmm. uh, different ways that they don't communicate the, the, uh, the same way as- communication. Or they don't communicate the same way as the Don't husband, communicate right? the same way or communication is very accusatory. It's a fist fight. It's like, well, you always do this. Right. That's not a way to reach understanding. Right. The, the way to reach it is, okay, when I'm talking, to, like I'll describe, you know, I'll just, okay, when I talk to you, I put my heart and soul into it and I want you yeah. to understand everything so you, so you see the whole picture and then you don't say anything thing and I feel very self-conscious and I, I'm left to wonder what you're thinking see if you say it that way I'm like oh my gosh right. I don't want you to feel that way right but if you say and I put my heart out to you yeah and, you're, and you're you sit like, there and say nothing and then I'm gonna be like <laughs> yeah it's like you just got kicked right right and so this is what we did differently but but also I want to point something out mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm I gonna say are. this yes, no matter what cultures yes not just not just cultures like I'm from Brazil and you're from Canada. Family cultures. Family cultures. And so if th- there's still something to this day we struggle with, which is, you know, in Canada, in the where you come from, which is a farm. like It's, it's, it's a, a farming community farming in Saskatchewan, community. which again, I'm like two generations away from people that settle the land. Right. right? And so we count on neighbors and politeness and you put up with a lot of crap from people just 
to keep the peace, right? right? And so, so in your culture, you put, for example, you come and you say, "Hey, you know, let me do the dishes for you," you know, because you see, and I'm supposed to say, "No, no, no, I got this. Go back and finish whatever you're working on." But in my culture, if I need help, I'll be like, "Okay, thank you," you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's the we get to the end of the day, and you're like. I didn't get anything done because I was helping with this and this and this. And I'm like, but you offered. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us on the heels of that though, tell the story. Was it your brother, Nico or Paulo? What? The, this, the, with the, the, Oh, Nico. Yes. Nico, tell that story. Okay. So my brother, Nico went to USC for his, uh, MBA. And so he spent, he, he lives in Brazil. Um, he spent a year in LA and his, uh, classmate was from Japan. And so he had the classmate, his wife coming over, and then they brought the, the father-in-law straight from Japan, you know, to eat at Nico's house. They were drinking sake. And so in, apparently in Japan, when your cup is empty, you don't fill your own cup. Somebody else does, and I think is the host. Mm-hmm. And so his cup would be empty, and he would look at Nico and say, can I pour you some sake? <laughs> and Nico's like, sure. sure. <laughs> Not catching on that the old guy was dry. Not even, you know, right. because Brazilian culture, you know. How like, would you know that? How would he know that? Right. And so I started noticing, you know, I noticed more with other people or when Elaine's over and then you and her, because you're both from the same place, you do this dance where it's like, Oh, let me get this for you. It's not actually a dance. <laughs> it looks like a dance. <laughs> Elaine wouldn't dance if her life depended on it. If you lured her toes on fire, she I wouldn't I don't dance. know. Give her some tequila. But, um, <laughs> but you go, hey, let me do this for you. No, I just couldn't. No, please, I insist. You know, like for me watching, I'm like, just do it or don't. Like, <laughs> you know, but that's because I'm from a completely different culture. Right. And in my culture... You know, if you if you need help, you ask for help. If you don't ask for help, you got it. But if somebody offers, there's nothing wrong with saying yes. And you know what? With raising four kids, I can use help all day, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's not like, a, oh, I'm going to take advantage of your goodness. Again, mm-hmm. I'm going through my day. I have four toddlers, mama, 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 mama. And then it's like, Hey, can I do this for you? Yes, that would be great. <laughs> and that caused a lot of problems well, here, in here's our the marriage. Thing, though, but here's the thing. If I'm from my culture where I'm from and and uh, you come to me and you say, hey, can I do the dishes for you? And I yeah. say, oh, no, 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 I got this. You know, you, you're, you know you, you, you've been working all day, yeah. you know? And you would go, okay, and go sit down. <laughs> yeah. And what you're supposed to do, what it is, is it's about... Uh, independence and power. Like I can pull my own weight, right? Which is very important where I come from. You need to be able to pull your own weight, right? But no, no. What it is is that you don't count on other people to do your work for you. You do it. It's yeah. your work, right? Yeah. Uh, they're your kids. You wanted them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so it's kind of like that. And and so what it is is like, 
if there's eight farmers out there, everybody's got their own farm, their own cows to yeah. milk, their own everything. So I'm going to leave my stuff and my family to come over and do all your work because you're lazy. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. So you want to be that guy in the community that pulls his own weight. Sure. You know, that's independent. And so if he calls and asks for help, he really must need it. Right. You see what I mean? It's like that, right? It's all, it's all, it's all wrapped up in, in being what we call a good man. He's a good man. Right. And uh, and so there you're not measured by how much money you have. Right. You're measured by whether or not you're a good man. Sure. So if somebody says, listen, I'd like to come over and help you. Yeah. You know, and you say, no, no, I got this. I'm good. You say, well, I'm helping you anyway. Right. You know, get out of the way. Which bills do you want me to throw? This one or this one? Because I'm throwing something. Right. Well, fine, then throw that one and don't get in my way. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That would be how you do it. Right. Right. And so what it is, is it's respecting that independence, but also giving somebody the gift of help. Right. right? And so you never ask for it. Yeah. You see. And but if somebody else is busy, you're also supposed to see if he comes by. The proper thing is, is can I help? No, no, I got this. Yeah. And just say, okay, well, good. Well, I'm heading into town. I got to get some seed. Do you need anything? No, no, I don't. Okay, great. We'll see you later. You know, it's like that. And so what it is, is it's showing respect and concern for somebody, you know, because he's not going to ask for help. Yeah. So I'm going to ask him if he needs help. You see what I mean? And you know what? I understand and I see you, you know, I see you and I understand it. It's the only way a society like that can function. Right. Now, where you're from, (laughs) that wouldn't work where you're from. No. And so there's a different way. And and this is the thing when we talk about cultures, you're absolutely right. We think in terms of race or we think of, you know, the country of ethnicity, origin, ethnicity, yeah. you know, yeah. we think of that, but the the neighbors we, have a different culture than we the do. The guy in right our next home. door's got right. a completely different culture than we have. Right. You know, he's out there lost his drone the other day and he's yelling at his wife, Are you gonna come help me or not? You know? Right. And I would never say that to you in a million years. <laughs> I'd be out there for a week looking for my drone by myself. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. And so there's just different cultures. Yeah. Right. And so But that, with that said Well but those differences create friction. Sure. And how you can approach them one of two ways. Uh, we've had this conversation a million times and yeah. we respect each other's cultures. Yeah. Um, but to make fun of the other person's culture and mean it, yeah. belittling it, yeah. that's not... No, that's not right. No, you can't do stuff like that. Yeah. You, know, not, not, you can't do stuff like that and think you're going to end up with a good, positive relationship right. in the end. Exactly. And so with a relationship, and this is what we did when we had kids, and I think it's what everybody does when they have kids, is, uh, and, and you know, the, the sage advice you'll get from dad or grandpa is, well, you know, once you, you have that romantic time and then, you know, the relationship evolves. Yeah. No, no. it doesn't. No. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I used an analogy earlier, you know, if you're a baker... When you first start out, the ingredients you need to make a chocolate cake don't change in 20 years of being a baker. You could be a much better baker 20 years later, but you still need the same ingredients. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with the relationship. Your responsibilities may change, but the foundation of that relationship, respect, communication, you know, some organization. Or you end up either like as roommates and friends and not a couple or divorce. Like those are the the two. Or you know, getting your wounds salved by somebody else. Well, yeah. You know, which would end up in divorce. Eventually, uh, maybe, maybe I not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. We know examples of both. So, so my point is, is that, uh, you know, things that people do, 
to summarize this, can be irritating. Yeah. It can go against your culture, what you believe is right. Right. Um, but the thing of it is, is it's, it's if, if your goal is to be right rather than solve the problem, you're always going to lose. You're going to win. Right. But you'll lose. And you have to listen. One of the things that it would just completely blow me away and that's, you know, they call the love languages for a reason. But right. when, when you have a really hard day or, you know, you're going through a lot, it, it's more of an expression of love for you. If I clean the house spotless and organize everything, then if I give you a massage and, right. you know, buy you your favorite the cider or whatever like you know and for me because when i'm stressed out everything needs to be clean and organized and right. put together so it's not a distraction i can just focus on the and problem truly it doesn't matter why it just right. matters that that's how it is that's how it is but i would never pick and for years that's not how i tried to express that i was really trying to love you up and concern, mm -hmm. you know, I was trying to be like, let's go do something fun here. Let me give you a massage, you know? And you were like, she doesn't love me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, like, things why would I spend any time washing yeah. dishes if he's going through this? Because that's not the way I want to be. Well, and as a guy, like a guy, I don't, I, I don't call it love language, but you're right. It, it's, it's, it's that's a term people use yeah what i call is is just okay i have okay when i'm stressed when there's a lot of stress in my life yeah um i like to be in control of things so that i can assess them evaluate and make good sound decisions and not let emotions take over yeah so i'm going and i need to go find a paper and i gotta hunt through a stack of stuff and it's spread all over the place now i'm frustrated because i can't find the paper and i need it and my kids are screaming at me and they're hungry so i go out there and there's no milk and i gotta go to the store first and so all of that organization neat clean put away that under a very stressful time when the bullets are flying <clears throat> i know where my gun is i know where my ma spare mags are i right. know you know i know where my stuff is to solve the problem right and for me that's more important that brings your stress down yeah when the bullets are done flying and everybody else is dead and i'm standing here at the top of the mountain with a smoking gun <laughs> and the problems are all solved then you can rub my feet and there lies the differences right and when things are very stressful for me i get very emotional <laughs> right and what gives you strength is knowing that i'm there and pouring that strength into you right. and supporting you so our reactions and needs and so i like to call it just your needs i remember when we first started dating and i used if, if i was sick like you would come and give me medicine or whatever you know but then you would give me space yeah and then go clean the house or something and i'm like why does he leave me here all by myself? Doesn't he know I'm, I'm cleaning sick? the house all nice yeah. for you? Yeah. You know, and it's uh, like the guy that buys the Christmas gift. Okay, honey, I bought you a fishing rod. You know, yes. <laughs> you know, because now you can come fishing with me. You know, <laughs> it's like that. You know, we and 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 it can be very well intentioned, but leave that person very empty at that time, right. really and needing and not getting that need met. And and so if you understand what the other person but then, needs, but wants. then if you come very accusatory and hurt mm -hmm. the other person is not even listening anymore no. because it's like now their person is hurt because they're like oh my god i did everything trying to make you feel better right 
and you now you're being mean I spent to me. three hours cleaning the house and yeah. get all the laundry everything's folded put away the kids are in bed what are you mad about yes <laughs> You know, but I just wanted to watch a movie. You know, <laughs> well, watch a movie. There's a remote. I set it right there. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and unfortunately, a lot of marriages and over fo- stuff like over that. stuff like that. And and what it is is it's just really if you take if you can communicate and just understand the person before. I mean, when you meet somebody, you know. Okay, I'm. You know, when you and I started dating, you know, of course, the from when I met you to when we started dating, you know, the, sh- the when we started dating, the skirts were a lot shorter, you know, the heels a lot higher, you know, <laughs> you know, all that, the, 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 the cleavage was more like everything. You see what I mean? And so that you go like, oh, my dream girl, right? <laughs> Not thinking that, okay, this, what do we do after, you know, tomorrow morning, when, <laughs> you know, but there's a whole lot more to life than that. Right. And a guy that's got good money and provides and he's kind of hot and stuff like that. Present company accepted. Uh, You know, okay, he's got those things. But without understanding each other, it's not just about compatibility. And I think that's what people look at as compatibility. It's not just about compatibility. It's about understanding this person. What does Christmas morning look like to you? Right. Well, it, it doesn't look, look like Christmas morning. It's Christmas Eve to you. Right. You see what I mean? And so, so how do we resolve that? You know, and, and so it's just understanding each other. What are the deal breakers? You know, where can we compromise? How can we make this work? Yeah. Through the difficult time. You never look at the best day and get, gauge any relationship by that. Yeah. You always look at the worst day and how the person deals with that. Yeah. So if you have a conversation about needs, wants, and stuff like that, and somebody is very dogmatic about things and belittles you because you don't think and see things the way they do. Right. Understand you'll be paying a lawyer thousands of dollars in a few years to have that same fight all over again. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's important, I think, when you're getting to know somebody to understand them better. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you understand them and they understand you better, uh, then you already, you know what your compromises are going to be. You know what your bad days are going to look like. And you also know how you're going to be able to work around that. So when you have a bad day now, since this conversation, this conversation just took place a few months ago. Yeah. April? March. March. Since March. Six months. It's been like a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been more in love with you. I've never enjoyed you and appreciated you so much. I was so clouded by a couple little things frustrations and i was so clouded that i couldn't see all of this other stuff right and there were days when i thought like why did i fall in love with this chick like it was a <laughs> nice terry like, what was you know i mean she was hot but you know what i mean and there there were days when i was that frustrated and and then i think i think i, what I think it was that hurt i was hurt by some things yeah and i couldn't imagine you would hurt me that badly right and, and so was i you right. know i was like where is that guy that treated me like a princess you right. know um and but we got to the other side of it now and it was just communicating it was just understanding each other right and not throwing word bricks at each other or stones at each other or being angry or anything it was just listening and going, okay, I, now I see where the problem is. I can fix that, right. you know? Or, you know what? This is not fixable. You know, if you want to date f- five other guys on, you know, oh my gosh. like that's, that's not going to work for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we... Thankfully, that's not... No, we didn't have any deal breakers. All right. of the issues were very simple issues. The mm-hmm. biggest one was a misunderstanding. 
And and the other ones were just simple adjustments. Yeah. And we've made the adjustments and I have never been, and I'm going back to that analogy about baking the cake. Yeah. We have all the ingredients for our cake again. Right. It's just the cake. We've been doing it for 12 years and the cakes are just way, way better. And, And so it's, even though this week has been a horrific week, you have been there for me. And I've been there for you. Yeah. And we've been there for our kids. We've done more with our business in this week. Right. You know, and getting things turned around there. Uh, we both got yeah, back to the gym. when stuff like this happens, usually it can really break up a marriage. Yeah. yeah. And we've actually gone the other way. And it's because, you know, when the bullets start flying, you always use that analogy. She used another one. When the fur starts flying, <laughs> when things get difficult, um, do you pull together? Or do you pull apart? Right. And in this instance, we pull together. And that's always been our nature, but even more so since that conversation. And it was, I won't say it was silly. It was very logical. Like, I understand how we got where we were. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so grateful that through prayer that we had our eyes open and an open heart to solving the problem and not winning. Neither one of us went into that conversation wanting to be right or wanting to win. We went in it wanting to understand. And yeah. because of that, we both came out winners. Absolutely. And I was going to say Probably exactly more so that. <laughs> <laughs> is having an open heart and an open mind. Because if you try to win or be right, it's you can win work. and still end up divorced. Yep. You know, so what is it worth for you? And like you said, you need to get to the root of the problem and to see, is this truly a deal breaker or is something that with some effort we can- Can we do it differently? Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand it, so. I guess that was our anniversary present. That was our anniversary present. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Sorry that got a little long. I hope it helps somebody. Uh, this whole mess has been really hard on marriages, I know. And so hopefully our experience helps somebody else. Plug for blackbean.coffee, blackbean.coffee. I'm drinking the Peruvian French roast, but my favorite is the Costa Rican. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.